Herald, episode 312 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast. Best damn podcast from podcast land. I am Chance. I do a podcast. With me, as always, is Alex. Alex, how's it going this week? It's going pretty great. Uh, I finally found more gainful employment. I played the shit out of uh, Wonderlands this week. You know what the best part I have a lot to talk about. You know what the best part of employment is? Hmm. It's the gain. It's the gainfulness. Yeah. Really, I wouldn't do my job if they weren't paying me for it. <laughs> the, the, the payment is good. Also, having enough payment to like save a couple hundred bucks a month is, well, what are we talking about? I have no idea what my living situation is. All I know is my rent was going to go up 270 bucks, and I got a scoot. Jesus. Yeah. Really lit a fire under my ass. Yeah, we, either we live in the worst time or we're just old enough to notice it. It's a lot like the 1800s with a lot, you know, fewer diseases. Yeah, but we do feel like the peasantry. Uh-huh. Yeah, but we aren't losing fingers in our sleep because it's so cold. That's true. A uh, few of us die of dysentery. Uh, there were so many, the consumption. A lot of the plagues have been resolved. I mean, Arthur Morgan alone, that was a, that was a loss. You know, there are, there are benefits to the modern age, but you know what I like most about the modern age, Alex? Mm. It's the fucking video games. The video games are pretty damn rad. One could argue the movies are getting worse. I think animation is getting better, but video games, at least aesthetically, are definitely getting better. Pixar's in an upswing, I would say. Lately. Lately. Yes. Slightly. A little bit. Nothing's hit Zootopia yet, but we'll see. No. Man, when they do Zootopia 2 and it sucks, I'm going to be so sad. It's a, it's a Disney Plus show. I th- yeah, I thought it was going to be a series. Is it yeah. not out yet? I think so. Oh, well, it's I have coming. not heard of it. Okay, I think We're it's doing coming. Moon Knight at the moment, which we can talk about if you want. I know. Well, I, I I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the first episode, and I want to. It's like I'm, it's part of my. It's going to be part of my weekend lineup because I got to watch the first episode of Moon Knight. You've I still seen... haven't started Starstruck, and then Death on the Nile is on Disney Plus now. I can't wait for that. Uh I I, I think I can. Why? I don't what know. An awesome I cast. Don't like Kenneth Branagh is not David Suchet, and it, I kind of hate it. Kenneth Branagh's Hercule Poirot is the only Hercule Poirot a modern man needs. No. His accent is very thick. <laughs> I love it's... it. Uh, it's fun. It's a bunch of glittering Hollywood stars camping it up. It's great. It's great. It's it's uh, it's knives out without the self awareness. I suppose. Yeah, but that's still a fun movie. I'm, and it's, I'm and it's way more looking forward to Knives, Knives Out 2. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But like, that's like saying, you know, like, I, I prefer a bacon cheeseburger, definitely. If you put a cheeseburger in front of me, I'll still say thank you. Yeah, I do like I do like Kenneth Branagh. I would myself. happily pay you tomorrow for a cheeseburger today. How do, how do I know what that means, even though I've never read a Popeye cartoon? Yeah, that's, it's kind of weird how that has, like, because that cartoon die. was only around in, like, the 20s. But yeah, people I, still talk about it. Well, that is the importance of representation in media, Alex, and that is a subject that we're going to get into pretty mm, heavy today, bit. I think. You a little think? bit. Mm. A little bit as we discuss entertainment headlines for the week. Uh, well, but, entertainment news, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there was any. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, but before we get on to that, in Chamberlain's absence, uh, he's he's off doing family responsibility stuff in Nashville, but he wants you to know, listener, that Babylon's Fall, Babylon's Fall, is the worst game he has played in many, many months, and you know for him that's saying something. He, he's like a flagellist of a gamer. Yes, very much so. He, he, he enjoys the pain and somehow sees the beauty in the, in the scars they leave. Uh, but the he torment. also, 
he, I suppose. He, he does say that Young Souls is a surprisingly good Castle Crashers type brawler, and that makes me want to look at Young Souls again because just from the style, I kind of wanted to give that game a look. Did you but play Castle Crashers? Uh, a little bit, but I didn't super get into it. It's it's like a it's like yeah. a brawler like Scott Pilgrim. But a little bit, but the, the thing is, after Scott Pilgrim or uh, Dragon's Crown... Oh, yeah, Dragon's Crown. Yeah, you really got to bring the fire to make me give a shit about a 2D brawler these days. Like, the combat system has to be wicked. And, like, the castle... I didn't think the Castle's Crashers combat system was all that good. Um, so, yeah, it could be. It could be. I think I'd have to get hands on it, because this is also a guy who doesn't like the combat in uh, in Elden Ring. Or any Soulsborne. Yeah, like, how can you... How can you trust that? I mean, I'm still really proud of him for finishing Hollow Knight. A hundred percent, but I'm so sad that the the limited opportunity he gave Elden Ring. Like, it's like a door that I can't squeeze him through. It, He's just like, no! No, should, come we back to this it. meadow! We, we, should, we should accept it. It's, it's fine it's a that really he really nice frolicking meadow on top of this hill. If you just climb it just a little bit, just forget what you know about gaming it's, for five it's seconds. It's something about guys that we need other people to appreciate the things that we love. You need and to it, love it the way and, I love it. Yeah, and if they don't, it's we. It's it's they feel that it that we think there's something wrong with it, but it's not what we're saying at all. We're just saying this thing is good. I want you to love it the way that I love it. I want you to. Exp- I, I want you to go surfing with me because it's amazing when you you know start gleaming that cube. But what if I drown? Well, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, uh, what, what have you been playing? Okay, so Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, I give it, I give it a B minus. Uh, only fans apply here, especially if you miss Tina from Borderlands Three, which uh, it's not at. Hmm. Okay, well, they're, how, they're, how's they're, the combat? How's the shooting? How's the shooting is play? A, fantastic. Okay. Well, that's so uh, a lot of like enemy game. variety, like you got your like regular ass skeletons that kind of talk like uh, Skeletor, which I Ooh. enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, basically that, yeah. and like then some like serpent people who are like legitimately hard to hit. Hmm. But I hate those. It, yeah, and and uh, just there's enough variety in a decent campaign. It's only about fourteen hours long. It's enough. It's only I don't know if sixty hours. bucks. I I, I, can, I can see someone saying that they were pissed off they paid sixty bucks instead of forty. Especially for it. especially for a game that you feel is like the new Borderlands kind of. Kind of, it, it's more of a sidestep. Yeah, that's what it sounds. It sounds like it could have been done as DLC for forty bucks. No, because they've added in spells instead of grenades, and I'm actually loving that quite a Ooh. bit. Like instead of throwing a grenade, you can ha- put a sigil on the ground that heals you. So. Does the, useful. does the shorter runtime then lend itself better to multiple kind of playthroughs? Well, that's well it doesn't let you do multiple playthroughs. It unlocks uh, um, sort of like an endless like, combat mode at the end, and you can't reset the campaign as of yet. I think I think they'll patch it in. It is kind of weird. So you couldn't start a new character if you wanted to? You could. I could, but not oh, with okay. this character. Oh, like you would? You can't even like There's erase no new your... game plus, I guess is what I'm saying. So could you start a fresh character of yeah. this hero? Not with that hero, but I could tweak items between uh, a bank. Uh, no, I don't like that. Yeah, no. Like, there has to be a new game plus. I want a, yeah. I, w- I want more Andy Samberg, who is having a ball. Okay, now he is... Is he one of the characters you can play as? Basically, he is... He and his, like... Um, he's a space pirate 
with a robot, uh, I'm going to say, like, first mate. And they're kind of waiting for their ship to get fixed, and Tina's, like, pulls them into a Dungeons & Dragons game. Okay, so he's not one of the characters that you can play as. No. He's just, like, he's, you're the quote-unquote newbie. Like, okay. and, like, you're, like, the POV, POV character, but uh, Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes, the first mate, are uh, in your party. But they're mostly just narrators. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, Wanda Sykes is game, but this isn't really, she doesn't really understand the words coming out of her mouth sometimes. <laughs> but she's trying. Uh, but Andy Samberg is, I'm going to say, probably a pretty big Borderlands fan, is having a blast, knows exactly what to do, and has amazing comedic chemistry with Ashley Birch, who is just teening it up the best way she can, and I can't get sick of it. I'm really glad Hang on. Uh, she came Samberg. back, even though it seems like her brother doesn't write for them anymore. Mary? Question mark? Hmm? Yeah, Andy Samberg's already married. We, we can't ship him and Ashley. Oh... Well, you know what? We, they, we, I, yeah, I could. I would believe that. You know what? We can. It worked for John Mulaney. I suppose. Depends on when that relationship started. Yeah, I don't know if we're endorsing here. We should back down. <laughs> I wish. I'd, yeah. You know, yeah. Andy doesn't strike me as the type, frankly. No. Although, they never do. They don't. They don't. But they have a rhyme off about um, a swamp that is worth the price of admission. Quite good. A rhyme off? A rhyme off, yeah. Okay, okay. It's it's hard to... It, you can't miss it. You know when it happens. Yeah, but um, but so the you know the, the presentation of the the world and the characters in it is charming and awesome. Charming, now, yeah, charming and awesome. Even though they went for a T rating this time instead of M, and I didn't notice... Uh-huh. I didn't notice until, like, you go to the bar, and it's like, they drive the point home. We only serve soda here, absolutely nothing else. When people were just holed up in here all night, all they drank... What's soda? Um, that's kind of a weird choice for doing a game that is specifically for people who loved your previous uh, M-rated games. Well, they are coming out with that movie soon. Maybe they want a oh, yeah. wide avenue. Written by the guy who did Chernobyl. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, I didn't stop playing Elden Ring. I don't blame you for that. I did. I did a. I did some pretty good stuff on Tracer, so I put up a new Overwatch video. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, did you like it? Yeah, I gave you yeah. a thumbs. I got a thumbs. I gave you a thumbs. I didn't At least see on Twitter. Th- oh no, no, that doesn't count. I'm talking about on YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there are there are there are no likes on YouTube. <gasps> it's too bad. Um, oh, it's okay. My brother didn't either. <laughs> um, but. Uh, so I was like, and I've played a lot of Elden Ring in the past month and a half, month. Um, I beat it with my first character on 210. I got my next character, just a fresh character, using the exact same two greatsword build. I got up to 180 something, and then I was like, wow, I'm pretty much done. Then I started a new character with a pure caster, got them to like 80, got the Kamet Azure spell, uh-huh. like the Kamehameha, and used it, and I was like, yeah, whatever. It's is really expensive, and at that point, no, I, I got the I got the um, the physic thing that gives you infinite mana. Yeah, I got yeah. that. But even then, like I wasn't doing damage that really impressed me, you know. And so the build was never. It was tactically interesting in that I found everything much harder to do as a caster. Literally, yeah. 
almost ev- not literally everything, but almost everything. Killing birds? Oh, so much easier on a caster. So much better. Um, like, basically anything that was a particular problem for my melee character, like the, the rats or whatever. Yeah, what was the biggest problem? Uh, rats and dog, rats, dogs, and flying things. Hmm. That's it. That's it. That's not a lot. No. But, but you know what it's really great for? Suits well, of armor. It just knock like, it knocks them on the ground. Okay, what knocks suits of armor on the ground? Commodizer. Oh, really? Yeah. But you can just sidestep it. No, like, if you catch oh. them in the middle of it, they'll just, they'll kill all their stamina and they just flop down. Hmm. Get them with that twice, you're good. Well, so playing it as a caster, everything else was harder. Yep. Dog, dogs, <laughs> birds, and uh, dogs, birds, and rats were easier on the caster. Everything else was how am I going to get through this with my limited HP pool because of the massive mana and intelligence stats I'm obliged to have to make this character work. And I just really wasn't enjoying it. And I was like, okay, it's probably time to go back to Horizon. And I considered going back to Horizon. And instead of doing that, I started playing through New Game Plus with my level 208 character. The first character I beat the game with. And what I did... How much is a level cost? Goddamn. Uh, right now it's 380000 <laughs> Around there. I actually just forgot to spend my last level. I'm sitting on 400,000 souls. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the, old, the old souls boomer... Referring to the ruins as souls. Sorry, kids. Um, but here's the crazy shit. You might remember when you get into Stormvale. Do you remember the room as you're going through Stormvale where you're kind of like in a great hall? Mm-hmm. And there's a grafted scion in the middle of the room. One of those guys with like eight fucking arms and he's got a shield and a bunch of pokey swords. Remember that yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, And they're you... screaming all the time. Yes. Do you remember in that room... Um, there is a, uh, there's like an overhang high up made of wooden boards and there's very clearly an item up there. Yeah. Did you ever get to that item? I did. I didn't across those last three playthroughs. And on this playthrough, I'm doing a lot of multiplayer. I'm letting people summon me in to assist them. Uh huh. And as I first did it in the uh, in the first area, it kind of pissed me off because I was only ever summoned in to do PvP against other players. And the, pl- the people I was summoned with would just sit there and wait to be invaded, kill the invader, and then just sit until someone else invades. And on the one hand, that's kind of nice because you're interacting with other players. You do feel righteous to kill an invader even though it's three on one. Um, and then you get enough souls to level up. Like, you get like... 14,000 or something every time you kill a guy. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very effective, actually, for, for just leveling up. And so I kept on getting invited by a guy named Frank <laughs> for some <laughs> reason. All night, one night, this guy, it was just this guy named Frank. Um, and then I kind of figured out how to get yourself invited to help people on bosses, which is you have to be in that legacy dungeon. Uh-huh. And say, I'm putting, um, and say, let people in the area summon me. I thought it could be just you activate this thing. And then you could be summoned there from the mountaintops because you had activated that thing at one point. No, you have to be there. And I am so good at running people through Stormvale. Mm. And as I wait, as I waited to get, um, uh, to get summoned, I would just explore because there's all, oh, there's still corners I haven't found. I finally fucking found the way up there, Alex. I yeah, was, no, you, you hop, you have to go outside and back in. 
Yeah, you gotta like leap. You gotta do like a, a crazy suicidal leap. Yep. Um, to a to a lower um, building, but uh, and I tried, and I've gotten so good at leading hosts to every nook and cranny of uh, of Stormvale. I will point out the drop to go down to fight the Crucible Knight. I will point out the drop to go down and fight the corrupted tree spirit. Uh, I'll point out where Nefeli is. And if you want, I will run us back around so you can open up the side door to the lift chamber, which a lot of people don't know where it is. And it feels so cool to just point some guy uh, into a door. He runs in. He's talking to Nefeli. He'll be a minute. And I just stand outside. Comes out. Okay, now we're going here. And they will let me lead them. It's really, really nice. And it's rewarding somehow. It's really, really rewarding. You're a tour guide. I'm a tour guide, but... I'm still doing new shit in this game. Uh, do you remember uh, Raya from Volcano Manor? Yes. Did you do her quest? Where she asked you to kill all those people? Uh-uh. Hmm? That's not Raya. That's Lady Tanith. Oh. Is Lady she the T- handmaid? Lady- Raya is a handmaid. She's, okay. She, she's this little blonde woman. She was hunched, yeah. Who, who's hunched over and speaks very politely. Um, but wants to know if you're uncompromising. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she had a whole quest that I had, that I had just never done. And I decided, uh, last night I was going to do her quest. So I went up to Volcano Manor. I was, I was, uh, and it's just wild after like at least 250 hours in this game to still find new content that I haven't done, to still be surprised by the game. Where her story goes was fantastic. It was so sad. And then it actually became like one of the more positive endings, potentially, for there's one of the characters. not a lot of that. There's very few of those. Um, like, they, they say Age of Stars is the good ending, but it seems pretty grim to me. No, that's just the translation. If you read the original translation, what Rani is doing is she's cutting off the world from the influence of... Uh, uh, the outer celestial beings, like the two fingers, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And instead of the souls of people feeding this horrific otherworldly entity that is the Erd Tree, um, they are uh, they they go they go to the moon, and all of that is all. Rani's will as God is completely separate from people. People are free to do as they please, and you don't have to worry about um, what happens when you die. Hmm. Not more democratic than I made it sound. Yeah, yeah, no, the translation made it really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, it'll she be says, cold, but it's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what she says in the Japanese is actually a lot better. So, yeah. Still, my favorite character design at 2022 so far. Uh, what, Rani? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, she's like... The, I, I love the fan art of Rani. I love the fan art of Blythe. Um, or Blythe. Uh, yeah, Someone the fan did. art... Go ahead. Someone did Radon, but like instead of riding that tiny horse, it's like a tiny Camaro. Yeah, no, I think I retweeted that today. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so I really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, but playing New Game Plus specifically is a very different feel from playing New Game Melee or New Game Caster. Like, it, it feels, it's really nice that instead of being this, you know, mewling little babe who's just trying to survive this horrific world, you now feel like a really kind of fully realized hero and these are the lands where you live and make your life and, and do your work. And I will show you the way through this castle. Like, it's it's, it's still a lot of fun. I've, I've probably played this more than I've played Bloodborne already. It is a masterpiece of scale and function. Yeah. Every really inch nice. of it is worthwhile. 
And you're kidding yourself if you think you've seen two-thirds of it. And and that's not to say it doesn't have flaws like those fucking dogs with the infinite uh, hitboxes. Yeah, well, that's just an innocent that's, it, But That's literally a bug. Like, it's clearly unintentional, but still, they're probably not going to fix it. No, no, now it's infamous. Why would they? Mm. Not only that, fa- but everyone yeah. got through it. You beat Moog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, where's, the, where's the other secret Moog? I need to find his ass. Um, He's uh, way, way underground in Lando. Oh, okay. He's in the sewer. Yeah. And he does that, that mad eye ending shit. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you can beat him and then just not open the door to meet the three fingers. And if you and if you don't open the door, you don't get the their curse mark. Oh. But if you do open the door, uh, Melania will leave you and she'll never talk to you again. And then if you uh, if you do go ahead with the uh, uh, with the cursed ending, uh, she will show up and say, uh, "the the your finger maiden." What's your name? I don't remember. I want to say Melania, but I don't think that's it. Melania is the goddess of rot. No, I keep I keep calling her. Oh, Mel, Mally, Ranny. Like I kept the calling names. her Melania. Yeah, I know. It's hard not to. Uh, <laughs> the names are kind of confusing. But um, but she has allegedly never known defeat. Yeah, your your finger maiden will return to you if you get the the chaos ending and basically say she's going to spend the rest of her days uh, making sure you die. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely the bad ending. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound good. Hmm. No, but I'm loving it. It is a fine time to be a gamer. Fine time. Yeah, no. like there, And there still isn't a bad Borderlands game. At least to me. Well, yeah. No, like, I, mean, the, I, mean, I, I didn't even talk about the um, the dual class interplay. It's really nice. Okay, what's that? Well, you instead of like choosing one class with three trees, you choose two of eight classes. Okay. And it's like one's one hand and one's the other hand? Or how does it work? No, no, like one's like... One, you get, like, a companion mushroom dude that, like, aggroes enemies and does poison damage. Or one is, like, you do, like, a, a Thor's hammer, but it's ice. Sort of like uh, God of War. Like an entire tree based on that. And they all, you know, play off of, you know... Eat. And you can mix and match any of these trees? Any any, any two. It makes it kind of a bitch finding loot for your okay, exact okay. build, but... But there are four heroes. No. So you, t- you take one of these default... Oh, so they're not? No, nope, you just make your avatar. It's kind of... Yeah, you just make your avatar, and there's just eight different skill trees. Oh, and you can make infinite avatars. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Wow, that actually makes it sound a lot more interesting. It, it's it's pretty good. It's, if you've never played Borderlands before, it's a great place to start. That's a lot of combinations. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. Hmm. I'm gonna do at least two runs. So. Does that mean it's time for headlines? I think it is time for headlines. Headlines. <clears throat> Daniel Radcliffe had the best response possible to his feelings on the slap this week, saying, I saw it, I'm just so dramatically bored of hearing people's opinions about it that I just don't want to be another opinion added to it. I just wouldn't comment on it, which is 100% the smartest thing you can do, and not what we're going to do here today. Yeah, we're going to do something real stupid. I'm not as cool as Daniel Radcliffe. Who is? Uh, My favorite tweet of the week about the slap was a comic I follow named Samuel Bede, and he wrote... Did you see the hand shape left on Chris Rock's face? Talk about fresh prints. <laughs> mm. I love puns. Come on, that's great. That's a great one. I love puns. A good pun makes your skin crawl. I, I do have something I'd like to say, though. But I'll Go be for brief. It. No, no, I, I've got a lot to say. It's interesting that people lined up to comfort uh, Will Smith and nobody cared what happened to Chris. Um, 
I think Chris was being a dick. Uh, I got the impression that a lot of people in that room were happy to see him slapped. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson was. Holy shit. Yeah, or at least the people talking to Will. Um, this feels to me like a personal event that occurred on a public stage. Maybe um, they're all more clued into the mythos than we are. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. there's just like a backstage story. We don't know. If, if one is to suggest that Will did this at the bidding of his Scientology handlers, I'm going to suggest that's not the case. No. I, I don't get that impression at all. I think Will is, is more of a fallible person than you're giving him credit for. Um, but I, even though like this was a bad thing that happened, it's a bad thing that happened in a lot of yeah. directions. As a talking point, I find it so fascinating. It is a diamond of, of facets that you turn and you see, and you see just a little bit more every time you turn and something flashes and you understand in a different way. Um, so I got a bunch of notes here. First of all. <clears throat> Chris Rock has been insulting Jada Pinkett Smith for years. Yeah, I saw that. He did it in 2006 when the Smiths boycotted that Oscars, and he's been doing it in his stage act. Um, it is possible, well, seems unlikely, but it's possible that, um, that this was not the first time that they've kind of indicated maybe shut the fuck up about that shit, um, and he didn't. Or it's possible that... This is the only time that Will was able to express that. But uh, I, this feels like a personal thing that occurred it between really these, does. these two guys. Um, apparently, everyone else at the Oscars stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah, the, I love that slap, detail. Once the slap occurred. Um, now, a common talking point around is that violence should only ever be a response to violence. And words are not violence. I disagree that words cannot be violence. Yeah, especially when those words make your wife make that face of uh, horror. Well, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say that Will's response was proportional or reasonable. No, it I wasn't. I don't think it was. I, I think it was a shitty thing to do. I see the impulse. Uh, 100% I see the impulse. Um, but, but to suggest that someone can't say something so offensive that you need to slap them, is I disagree with. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, like, I don't mind when a Nazi gets punched. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. Um, the slap, however, it was a pure manifestation of toxic masculinity. Yeah, violence. I agree with that too. Violence as your response to disrespect, or as an avenue to express your discomfort or emotions. Uh, it and, and the way he strode up like a fucking anime hero. You know, he looked like a man, and he slapped like a fucking man. It hurt. You saw it. That's what a man looks like. And millions of people saw that. And I know it, one can slough it up and say it makes no difference. You know how I brought up once in a while that Will Smith was a hero of mine when I was a kid? Mm-hmm. Well, this got me thinking this week. About the one time I got sent to the principal's office for fighting in junior high. I'm not going to name the kid's name. I can still remember the kid's name. But he was the only other he was the only other kid who was about as big as I was in junior high. And at 13, I was already 5'11". Oh, shit. And uh, so I beat the shit out of this kid. And the reason I did was because he insulted my mom. You can't do that. Well, who says? You know who said? You know who told hmm. me that? Who taught me that? The kid on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
I remember that. Don't nobody talk about my mama, man. And then Will would go fucking feral on a guy. It would be played for laughs. But that that somehow had an effect on me. I remember thinking that at like 14. As like, as I was just waiting, I wanted to go nuts on this kid. I don't remember what the fuck he said to me that made me want to beat the shit out of him. But I sure wanted to. And I didn't until he insulted my mom. And then I let myself off the chain and beat the shit out of him. And in hindsight... And at the time, I remember thinking, because that's the point where it's okay. Because you don't take that. A man stands up and beats the shit out of someone and insults his mother. <laughs> so it's easy to say that, wow, this, uh, this won't affect anyone. Mm. What you see in media does have an effect. A hundred percent it does. We, talk, we talked about that for years. So yes, it was, a, it was a huge demonstration of toxic masculinity. Now, well, let's go back to Chris Rock for a second. Chris Rock has hosted an entire documentary movie on the importance of black women's hair and the devastating emotional effects of alopecia. He fucking knows better. He should have... He fucking knew better. Now, let's like, go back... And it makes you think, was he trying to needle her? Yeah, what's that about? Because he made a whole fucking documentary about it. Yeah, but what's what's that about to go after Will Smith? Someone's wife? I don't for know. For years. What's that about? That seems like shit. But, so, yeah, like, Chris Rock, fuck you. But let's turn that diamond and look at another facet. Chris Rock took that slap like a fucking boss. Yeah, he did. He did not lose his composure. He resumed well, his work like a consummate professional. He just smacked the shit out of me. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. And, and Will keeps on going off in his emotional way. Uh, keep my wife's name, name out of your, your fucking, fucking mouth. mouth. Yeah. And and you could really see the nervousness and fear in Chris Rock saying, okay, I will. Like, he just, he just folded. He was like, okay, sir, okay. He did what I would have done in his situation 100%. Um, yeah, he, he handled it way better than I probably would have. He was the consummate professional uh, to be after being physically attacked on stage. Now, I don't want to suggest that that open-handed slap was anything other than an open-handed slap. Like, and it's still violence. I'm not condoning violence in any way, shape, or form. But I, it I don't wasn't... Th- I don't think it, it would have killed it wasn't him, meant, It wasn't meant to harm... It wasn't meant to harm a body. It was meant to insult a soul. And I, I... As a man, if another man walked up to you and did that, how would you feel about yourself? Pistols at dawn. Yeah, no, you would, you would, it would harm your feelings mm-hmm. really, really bad. You would feel like less of a man for having endured it. Um, but that ties back in again to the toxic masculinity of our culture. That if you're not willing to be violent in your own defense, are you even a man? Yes, you fucking are. And that question is a harmful notion that I has done so. a lot of damage and drove Will Smith to attack this guy this week. Um, <clears throat> Now, worth noting, Will Smith has maintained a carefully curated public persona for 20 fucking years. It's true. If you've ever seen him in an interview, he is Tom Cruise, and I fucking hate it. He is perfectly controlled. He's it's, all smiles and easygoing. It's a little too politician-y. It totally is. It made me really dislike him after I really liked the guy in my youth. Um, the after-earth ears are rough. Yes. Um... Now, so there's, there's, but at the same time, like I am legend someone, on, I just, I did not enjoy his career. I, I kind of agree. Everything else has felt very calculated. Um, Way too calculated. Even Hitch. But at the same time, oh, 100% Hitch. Yes, 100% Hitch. Um, 
you could name a movie of his, and yes, like it feels very much designed by the Scientology machine to move his career forward. Um, but at the same time, perhaps just as men who grew up in the culture that we grew up in, when you see a man stand up to defend his wife's honor and slap another man who's insulting it, something immediately feels just about that. Doesn't it? A little bit. Like, the little bit. Like, there, there's something primal, and I... I, I I don't know if it's instinct. I hope it's not instinct. I hope it's what was taught us by our culture. Uh, uh, you know, an, an erroneous thing taught us to our by our culture. But that it yet feels right. There's something so sick about that. Um, uh, but what he did in standing up and walking over there and being the man defending his wife is announcing... That his wife is incapable of defending herself, herself and yeah. needs to be in his damsel and must be saved. Now, if you've ever heard Jada Pinkett Smith speak, does she need anyone to talk for I her? I don't fucking think so. I don't fucking think so. So maybe it was just Will being too drunk. I don't want to make excuses for him. I think they both did not afford themselves very well that evening overall, or just in that moment. Um, specifically, I remember... When Will walked in, walked in the red carpet, people were asking him questions about Will Smith, and you know what he said? What? Oh, tonight's not about me. Tonight is about uh, the story that Serena and yeah. her sister wanted to bring to the screen, and uh, it's about celebrating that man and their legacy, and I really hope I've been a part of, of doing that well. Uh, he was so graceful. He was so gracious. He was so Scientology. Um, and nobody remembers the fucking movie. Like, we, we remember he got Best Actor because it was fucking weird. But I don't remember, I, like, who got Best Picture? Was it Coda? It, Coda, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even see it. I didn't see it either, and I had Apple Plus. Um, I wouldn't see that drive my car. <clears throat> but it's hilarious to me that Apple TV Plus won an Oscar before Netflix did. <laughs> I feel like that's intentional. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I feel like Power of the Dog had a good shot. Um, the Battle of the Dog was fascinating. Uh, okay, but let's let's turn let's turn the facet again. Yeah. A week prior, what were we watching on national media? We were watching a strong black woman, Kintaji Brown Jackson, being repeatedly disrespected by a litany of men, yep. and it was so fucking frustrating. And so to see someone stand up and go bop <laughs> to someone yeah. doing that again felt just like there's something about it that serves. I don't know our, our our internal barometer of what needs to happen. Let's but to turn it again. If there is any woman, any generalization of woman in the United States who probably needs a little bit more protection and respect, it is the black woman. I would I would agree with that as well. I don't think specifically this black woman. She's no. you know like she's done better than she any could of us be running a production lifetimes. company and no one would bat an eye. Yes. Uh, well, not only that, but she's fucking rich. Like we're we're peasants. Yo. We're peasants, like far beneath the castle in which they live. But at the same time, but just again as an emotional thing after a week prior, uh, something about it felt good, and and it is nice to see someone standing up for a black woman, even though I agree you don't want a damsel anymore. To turn it again, black people in the states are very much aware. That you can never show yourself to be angry. Yeah. 
you can't be the angry black man. You can't be the angry black woman. That 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 feeds racist narratives and it gives racist ammunition to view you as less than human. Um, it is part of the American horror story, kind of, that in the last twenty years, ever since he turned to Scientology, this is the one time I've seen Will Smith be angry in public. The one yep. time. It is really part of the American horror story that black people are not permitted to have that emotion in public. Um, so in a way, it was kind of nice to see someone who could be angry and get away with it. And he got away with it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. They, they said that they told him to leave and then walk that back. It was weird. Yeah. Um, no, but... It, but again, I idolized Will Smith as a kid, and I've been so sorry to see the Scientology mask on him. And this feels like the first time we saw the guy that I idolized as a kid, since I was a kid. It was nice to see him again, and I'm really sad that it was at his absolute worst. <laughs> uh, so it's, it was, uh, you know, it was a bad thing that happened. And an incredibly interesting We'll be talking about it 20 years from now. I don't think so. I don't think we'll be talking about it in a week. I think the memes will last longer than that, but <laughs> I love the memes. No, this is this is Oscar history, <laughs> so if so- not social. Yeah, that's definitely Oscar history. Oh, God. What was it that the woman who, the the Latino, the black Latino woman who won for Best Supporting Actor. She's from Raleigh. Raleigh, really? No. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Was Wasn't she like the first... Um, Latin woman to win a supporting Oscar since the last woman who played the part in West Side Story in like the 60s won it. That's distressing. Isn't it? Isn't that fucking horrible? Just a year or two later. Oh, so yeah. That, that slap skate is... Fuck, that's the biggest story of the week right there. I, I, I want to see King Richard now for what it's worth. Yeah, a little bit. And... <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just ran off with um, Our flag means death. Back to headlines now, listener. We're done talking about that. <laughs> yes, please. Our flag means death has distro- has dethroned Boba Fett as the most in-demand new streaming ser- series. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, the leopard who assists in faking Steed's death on Our Flag Means Death was the same leopard from the WAP music video. His name is Ned. A little bit of trivia. Oh. Alex, you've seen Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro. I, I have watched half of it. Oh. But I know how it ends. Uh, it's fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. I loved did you it. see it go in there? Uh-huh. I did. I mean, it's pretty heavily foreshadowed. No. Well, okay. You've been, you were told about it. You don't get to say how heavily foreshadowed you felt it was. They, they really, it like, it's, it. it's, it's gone for the, it's, that aspect of it is gone for the entire second half. That's true. But, but yeah, like, for me, this was Guillermo del Toro's sequel, spiritual sequel, to Crimson Peak. Yes, and very he, much. And he realized he wanted to play with characters that were living actual lives, but, and dealing, he wanted to deal with horrific aspects, but the era of Crimson Peak was that they included supernatural ones. And this just is his style and incredible sets, incredible costumes, incredible actors, incredible cinematography. 
Uh, the, I love the visuals of this movie. It is absolutely sumptuous. And then every 10 minutes, um, this fantastic character actor who you love is introduced. Oh, here's Tony Collette. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, God. Yeah. Here's David Strathairn. Here's all yes, these fuckers. Yes. Yes. Just, just bam, 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 bam. Repeatedly. Right up until like the last, and like the, the last third of the movie. They're still introducing new awesome actors that you're like, oh, that guy. And they're well, you know all you're getting Ron Perlman, but you're grateful. But and they're all here for it. They're all doing a really uh, they're all they're all 100 percent doing their best. And the darkness of the story, I just loved. I absolutely loved it. And where it ends up, I it's such a tragedy in every direction. Yeah. I just absolutely loved it. I thought, yeah, I thought Nightmare Alley was actually one of Guillermo del Toro's best movies. And you should probably watch that second half. I probably should. Uh, oh, this is sad. No, it really is. Uh, but have you watched any Bruce Willis movies in like the last five years? Absolutely not. You couldn't. You couldn't pay me to do it. But have have you seen ones that you could have watched? I didn't want to see Glass. Um, no, I watched Glass actually. Did no. he seem distant? What? Uh, Bruce Willis. Did he seem coherent? Yeah. No, he was fine. Okay. Yeah. No, this was Glass was like ten years ago, man. No, it wasn't. It was, uh, movie Glass. 2019. What? Three years ago. Oh my god, COVID has been going on for so long. <laughs> yeah, two and a half years. 2019, wow. Uh, no, he seems, he was 100% there for that. Okay. Yeah. But no, like, he, he's been doing really, like, low-budget sci-fi straight-to-video movies. He's been so sad to see, like, one of the biggest action stars kind of, you know, this is what happened. pay off his castle debt. I guess. Turns uh, out it was medical debt. Finally, in entertainment news, an It prequel series is in the works at HBO Max. Oh, God. Yeah, who the fuck needs that? We need and another are, Pennywise. Apparently. Who are you going to get? Well, I mean, they could just get the same kid from the movie. I guess. Yeah. You did a really good job. I mean, he, 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 <laughs> you get a break in bulk when you get one of the uh, Mickelsons. <laughs> Not the Mickelsons, shit. No, um, uh, damn it. Yeah, I know. It's a really weird name. All three of them are actors. Uh, Skarsgård. Scarsguards. When, when you get yourself a scar, you save when you buy in bulk. <laughs> that would have been, it was, but that would have been Alexander that would have been who a, plays. That would have been a great joke if you'd have just rattled it off. <laughs> I know. I had to put it together though. Fuck. <laughs> but all the commas in there fucked it up. Yeah, it did. Okay. Did you ever like we talked started talking about Latena last week? I don't think I ever actually told her story. Mm-hmm. Did you meet the summon Latena? I did not. Okay. If you go through, um, there's like a cave you have to go through in Limgrave, and then you wind up at the other side, like out where the fog is, and sitting on the ground next to a colossal gray wolf is an Albanaric woman. Now, do you remember the, the city of the Albanarics? you got to go into the jail, and there's invisible assassins who try to kill you, and there's these crazy people with bows on the roofs. Yep. She's one of those people with bows, and you can summon her anytime you want. Oh. Here's the thing, though. She's got a broken back or something she used to ride the wolf around and so when you summon her she will follow you around she sits where you summon her and she will rain hell on anything in the area she's actually oh yeah i used her on the fire giant she was great yeah she's actually pretty fucking awesome um but i just learned this week or i just saw the video on twitter so i'm hoping it's true like the invisible wall you can actually break um is if you summon her near a wolf she will mount the wolf and ride it around, and then she will begin to move. Isn't that fucking crazy? Like, she'll move when you summon her away from a wolf next time? No. Oh, she just rides a wolf. You you summon her in, 
and she doesn't move. She just sits on the ground usually right. because she can't walk. But if you summon her and there's a wolf around, she'll get on the wolf, ride okay. the wolf around, and then then she'll be able to move. Like with the wolf, I thought you meant like, like, and after that, she can then you've unlocked being able to move. No, well, that's not the based on the twenty second Twitter video I saw. That's not the impression I got. Okay. It, it showed one event. Um, but either way, it was pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> in Overwatch news, the anniversary remixed event has been announced to begin on April fifth, and instead of new skins, it offers mostly white recolors of old legendaries, including Witch Mercy, Cat Diva, one of Ryan's base legendaries, Zenyatta's cultist skin. Genji's Oni skin and Reaper's Crow skin. It's impressively lazy. Are you impressed yet, Chance? Nope, but I'm totally getting that Witch Mercy in white. And if it's just this six for the whole event, that's going to be really disappointing. They've said it'll happen in three stages, and it'll be different from other events, so maybe there'll be another six revealed next week or something. But I'm going to be pretty disappointed if that's the case. I'd really like... Uh, I'd love it if they just took Blizzard's hoodie skin, but took off the gas mask. It'd be a great skin. Hmm. Um, Activision Blizzard has settled one of their sexual harassment suits for a sweet $18 million, which is around 10% of Bobby Kotick's yearly salary. <sighs> With a whole $18 million, each claimant is due a sweet, sweet windfall of $450. I make more than that in a week. But fuck. And, and I cut meat. <laughs> like, what an insult. I can't believe that was permitted. Like, how does that even cover their fees? It doesn't. It's, it's an insult. It feels really, it's, it's awful. And I think the judge is forcing them to, to accept it. At least that's, I think that's what I said. It's fucking gross. Let's move on to good news. Anita Sarkeesian won a Peabody for her feminist frequency work. Oh, nice. I know. It's like, like a fucking Peabody, that's like a real deal. That's that's not even that's not our bullshit internet stuff. That's real. No. <laughs> that's for actual publishing. Holy shit! Uh, Capcom is raising its employees' base salaries by thirty percent in Japan ahead of its expected fifth consecutive year of record profits. Well, golf clap. I golf clap that. Okay, but before we move on, Sony announced. Like I didn't even fucking put it in the headlines because it was such a non-announcement. Mm. Uh, Greg Miller delayed recording his podcast until Thursday this week in because he had heard there were going to be tons of huge PlayStation announcements this week. And, Sorry, buddy. Yeah. So what we got this week was they announced that uh, if you want PlayStation Plus as it is now, plus everything in the PlayStation Now thing, you pay exactly what you currently would to get, bo- get both. It's not a bad deal. No, it's the same deal it always was. They're just repackaging it. It's nothing. It's I don't have nothing. PlayStation now. No, me neither, and I don't want it. But what? you're saying we get it now for this price, right? No, you don't. I'm oh. saying if you previously had PlayStation Plus, that cost you 60 bucks a year. Yep. And if you had PlayStation now, that cost you 60 bucks a year. Now, if you want to keep on getting your PlayStation Plus, that's fine. That'll cost you 60 bucks a year. If you want to get our Elite tier, whatever the fuck they decided to call it, That'll cost you. That'll cost you. That'll cost you. May I? Sorry. That'll cost you another uh, another thirty bucks a year. I see. If you want to go full fucking elite and get everything that was in the old PlayStation Now thing, that'll cost you sixty bucks a year. Fuck. So they've done nothing. Like they're offering the exact same product. Um, it's 
they're just repackaging PlayStation now and calling it PlayStation Plus Elite or something. Um, it, it's really not an announcement. It's 100% not a competitor with Game Pass. Um, it certainly won't drive me or anyone who has been gaming for the last, you know, two generations to do to do that. Um, I don't know who that service is for. Oh yeah, and their big uh, first-party games will not come to this service day and date like they do with Game Pass. Well, like, didn't they say there was going to be a PS2 library or something? I'm pretty sure. I mean, let's see what's think, in there. I think those are streaming only. Well, it's like, man, it's like 750 games. But you're not going to play any of them. You already bought them years ago. And you don't yeah. play them now. Like, for someone who hasn't been gaming for the last couple of years, this might be a fine deal. If, if you're someone who's new to it. If you're and you just want to check out the classics. I guess, but... Like it would be a huge value for someone who did not have a library whatsoever. For people who already have libraries, it's an insult. Speaking of PlayStation Plus, the PS Plus games for April are Hood, Outlaws and Legends, SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle of Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, and Slay the Spire. Do you have not tried Slay the Spire? Give it a whack. Totally. Yeah, I've played Slay the Spire. Um, I don't know if I have the PlayStation version. I think I have the Switch version. Hmm. Yeah, so I'll probably make sure I play that. So, Sony quietly quietly laid off about 90 people from its global sales oh. of games as part of a global transformation of how it does business. Ouch. But I'm sure, like, you know, I'm sure there are other people doing those jobs, but to get laid off by the company that just bought another company must feel good. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, I hope they would get the offer of a transfer or something. Uh, Heart Machine have announced Hyperlight Breaker, a rogue light adventure set in the Hyperlight Drifter universe with co-op, where you go after hordes of enemies and gi- gi- gigantic bosses in frenetic third-person combat. Alex? Yes, please. What does that sound like to you? Sounds fun. No, but what game does it sound like? Sounds like... Hmm. Risk of Rain. <sighs> but this sounds like... But like isometric. No. Hmm? No. Um, third person. Just third person polygons. Oh, yeah, it does sound like Risk of Rain. What? Mm-hmm. Can you please try it? But I have. I didn't like it. Well, no, you I didn't, didn't like it. I didn't okay. try the second one. I tried the first one. Uh, yeah, Risk of Rain too, dude. So good. Um, but I've got you know, shit on my plate. Yeah. And well, once I could have some more shit. And once it's off my plate, I still won't play Psychonauts 2. No, I will. I will as soon as it's on sale. Once it comes down to like... 30, like that, you're, you're just fucking missing out, man. 30 or 20 bucks. Yeah, but I don't feel a great compulsion to go play Psychonauts. I don't have this. Like, if I if I gave a shit about Psychonauts the way I give a shit about Metal, you know, Metal Gear, um, if, if Hitman, like, if it was one of those games that meant a lot to me, totally I would check out Psychonauts. I don't begrudge you loving Psychonauts. I just don't feel... I, I'm just legitimately saying it stands on its own, just from a writing perspective. I think you'd love it. I don't go to games for great writing. I respect it when a game does it well, but I need a game to play well, and I've never seen footage of Psychonauts 2 that made me go, oh, I'm looking forward to bouncing around that crazy world. And I know that sounds insane to say. And you've played No, it, I, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, but the gameplay doesn't look... And that's not to say the gameplay that doesn't look good can't be good. Like, I remember you're, thinking the you're gameplay not of, uh, of Insomniac Spider-Man didn't look very fun. Yeah, it was. 
then yeah, but when they showed the trailers, it didn't look fun. But somehow in the game, it was so fucking fun. <laughs> so I can be wrong. Uh, E3 2022 is officially cancelled. Jeff Keighley is super happy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Is, if you look at is that Twitter, a joke? Is he happy? No, he's fucking insufferable on Twitter right now. Today about it. Hmm. He's all like, ooh, here's a smiley face. And people are like, man, don't don't cheer about this, Jeff. That's a dick move. Uh, the Microsoft-owned Undead Lab, State of Decay, is the latest studio with a report out indicating a toxic, to- toxic and sexist work environment. What a shocker. Congratulations. Apparently, the problem started once they were acquired by Microsoft. That's not great. No, it's really not. Uh, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is coming to all consoles on April 27th. Now, I'm going to kill you here. I'm kind of interested in that because I've heard a lot about it, and I know it's like all narrative. But from the, what I've seen of the narrative, it actually sounds like it might kind of charm me. Hmm. Have you played Stanley Parable? I, it, it is fun to watch other people play it. How about Ooh. that? So you're saying I should just YouTube a run? I just watch YouTube, watch a five-minute clip of it and see if you could stand an hour of that. I mean, it, like, it might be something you'd be interested in. It's been a long time. When did the Stanley Parable come out? I feel oh, like that 2011, too, 2012. I feel like that, too, has been 10 years ago. I think it literally has been 10 years. Anything prior to this year was 10 years. Yep. Uh, wow. Man, you're good. July 31st, 2011. Woo! Well done. How do I do that? It's your youth. Your brain is still functioning. Nice. Youth. I'm 32. Yeah. No. It's your. It's your youthful vigor. Just wait. It'll come for you. <laughs> Acclaimed tidy em up puzzler unpacking is heading to PS4 and PS5 port soon. Not for me, but I wish it all the success in the world. Yeah, I feel like that would be a great game for Switch. I want to play that. Yeah. Um. I wonder. Let's see. Unpacking Switch. No, I feel like it's great before bed. Is that a Switch on your knees? It is on Switch. Yeah. Sony has has filed a new trademark for Knack. Ugh, stop it. Chamberlain will enjoy it. He likes them. He likes them. He likes the Knack games. They're just... What he wants is a time filler that's comfortable to get through, and they are. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But so is Wonderland's on easy mode. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo announced this week that Breath of the Wild 2 will not make 2022 and is now targeting early 2023. Yeah, and I like the conspiracy theory. Like, all like, the devs played Elden Ring and like, no, 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 stop the fucking presses. We're tearing floors up. We're, we're starting some shit over. No, no, if that were the case, they wouldn't have said it's going to come on next spring. Maybe. Like, they're just, they're putting the final polish on it. And when Game of the Year consideration happens for 2022, they don't have to compete with Elden Ring. That is fair. Very I... Clever. Would not begrudge any studio that. This is Nintendo doing the world safe gift. Uh, the Among Us Among Us servers were DDoSed into submission in North America and Europe this week, but the game's team seemed to have quite a sense of humor about it. Mm. Um, reports suggest that Square Enix were paid between 5 and $10 million to put Guardians of the Galaxy on Game Pass. They're like, oh, finally we can recoup the investment of this disappointing game. Uh-huh. Uh, Dying Light 2 will get an update that adds photo mode and new game plus, but no ETA on those. They're just working on it. I feel like you should have that on launch. How come Elden Ring Yeah, what, it, uh, what? Why doesn't Elden Ring have photo mode? Pissing me out. Okay, well, they've never done that before. But they've always had new game plus. I guess. What, does your fucking Borderlands game have a photo mode? 
Yeah, it does. It's really good. You can unpause the game. Finally, Rockstar Games revealed Grand Theft Auto Plus this week, an optional $6 a month service that rewards members with GTA bucks and special vehicle upgrades. And I guess I, I guess people love that. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, there are people... Well, okay. I'm sure there are people who game in Grand Theft Auto Online and that is what they play, period. Yep. And, and when they go play video games, that's what they do. And it's for them. And... I don't think they'd be doing it if they didn't think they'd make a lot of money off it. And once it gets rolling, they're going to make a lot of money off it. <laughs> um, and so the you know investors are probably too eager to keep it. That's it for headlines. Short episode this week. Yeah, no, it's just... It's, it's hard to talk about a game that's technically DLC for another game you played to death three years ago. But you're enjoying, like, are you... Oh, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. The soundtrack is great, but the guns are literally the exact same guns, except sometimes they have, like, a crossbow thing grafted on instead of a tip. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah, it's a, that's a major complaint I have. It's not, the guns aren't visually distinct enough, but the gameplay has changed so dramatically that I, I, I'm digging it. It's got its own flavor to it. I can do it. I would totally do that. Yeah, like, you don't have three skill trees, but you have a lot of gear, if that makes sense. Like you have like accessories that would have taken the place of a skill tree, and those are fun to pick up. I love picking up rings and shit. This this ring might give you like twenty percent gun damage. This ring might give you like twenty percent companion damage, and like they may affect like either or both of your classes. Like give them a boost. Like, do you want to play wide? Do you want to go like all in on one class? Can you you only equip two rings? How many rings can you equip? You get two rings. uh, Regular shield and armor. Armor is your class mod this time. Uh, yeah, no, like it's just it's it's got more depth than it needs, and I've always respected that about them. I really admire the amount of uh, the amount of customization in Elden Ring, and just how unique your characters can be. And yeah, pl- and playing multiplayer and seeing it, like pl- like when you I once respect like six points, and I could feel it. Yeah, I, I've done that with my... Uh, I've respect my New Game Plus character probably three times. I respect her out of intelligence because she needed intelligence to uh, to wield her old sword in the first playthrough that she mm-hmm. had. But I didn't need that intelligence to wield my great sword. So I went and beat that boss specifically just so I could respect those points out of intelligence and put them into, put them into focus, or not focus, whatever whatever ups my, my MP, basically. And this was just so I could Bloodhound dodge more without having to worry about it. But then I was like, you know what? It's New Game Plus. I really should have those fate spells that will allow me to like uh, cleanse away Scarlet Rot. Like I really should have that. And if I'm doing that, I might as well get that 90 second buff that ups your damage by 10, uh, which is 25 in faith. So I took a bunch. I took a bunch of points out of my mana pool, put them in faith, and now I'm running around with this anemic little mana pool to cast these spells that use all this fucking mana. And so I'm suddenly feeling. Not quite as strong as I was, but uh, but actually the difference of Golden Vow makes a huge difference. It adds like several hundred damage to my strikes, and that's why like I every time I start a new class, I like stay within that class. I don't like I I, I don't I resist the urge to just make the same character I always make. I was gonna go sword and board this game. Or this, or the first time I started playing. I but, was, oh, it just throws so many delicious sorcerers at you. No, it it throws. Well, for me, I just learned about the existence of the great sword. I was like, I gotta get that. 
Yeah. And then, wow, I wish I had two of these. And I like how you drag it on the ground when you're on a horse and just... I fucking love that sword. I love, I love its whole moveset. My God, I completely forgot I have Sifu. Yes! <laughs> and I I still haven't beaten Dying Light 2. I still haven't beaten Horizon. I'm probably forgetting Darkest something. Dungeon 2 got an update I've never looked at. Yes, it's still getting updates. I haven't touched it. Um, yeah, we're... Hmm. We're we're in the green fields of spring 2020. If I got to, if DLC for Wonderlands dropped tomorrow, I'd buy it. Take the, for that what you what you will. Yes, you would. Oh yeah. But still a B minus. That's low for for Borderlands. Well, this is always like your game of the year when a Borderlands comes out. No, it wasn't. Borderlands three was. Was it? Wasn't it? I, I don't remember. You played, you played the fuck out of three. You played the ever loving fuck out of three. I really did. They had they had a really good end game. Better than Diablo three, I think. My neighbor stopped playing Elden Ring. Now he's playing Diablo two. Oh, that remake. Yeah. I know. It's it's so rigid. And the rationale he gave was that he played the first Diablo and he's played the shit out of Diablo three, but he'd never played the second one. I'm like, what? So that's you? that's how I try to justify it to myself too. But it's a twenty year old game, and I yeah. just can't. I it's just like, can't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to play that shitty old design. I really don't. I'm enjoying the the hot hot new design of this game from 2008 expanded into an open world. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite, is what I am. That's so much more than that. You know it. <laughs> I'm like this, the, the 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 cloth physics on some of the bosses alone. Well, I mean that's that's the bloodborne influence. Oh man, um, that boss that was giving you trouble, uh, Morgod or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. the fell omen. Uh, yeah, um, a Sunni legend was posting videos this week of parrying his attacks. Oh wait, the wait the one you when you find him in the capital or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no 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 not. Yeah, the the guy who starts is like the beast priest. Well, oh, Malakath? Yes, yes, that guy. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the guy who starts is the beast priest. There's an item you can get that allows you specifically to parry some of his moves that uh, have a yellow flash when he executes them, and he shows just using this thing just to parry this boss and immediately stun him out of animations, and just beating the crap out of him with with just the great sword in one hand and his parry thing in the other. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. He's got some Ash of War on the Greatsword that I have no idea what it is. It's like a leaping overhead slash. I love that I'm still finding new ones. I, I gotta look that up. I have no idea what that... Uh, I will, I will be back to Elden Ring very soon. Leaping overhead slash Ash of War. Worked in a two-week vacation for myself next month. Yeah, I think that's all we got out. I think it's all I got, too. All right. Well, then, uh, listener, thank you very much for joining us this week. We hope you'll be back next week. Alex, thank you so much for talking. Always. Thank you, everybody, once again. We will see you in a week. Bye.